Hi, my name is Denny Bergaker, and today we are going to be looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 2, the verses 12 through 17. God, when he inspired Paul to write this letter to the Corinthian church, had a message for that specific church and the issues that they were dealing with. As with all scripture, there is also a message for us today. When I read this passage, I see three separate and distinct themes here for us and for our world today. Three different things that God wants for us to hear from him regarding our personal lives. What I'll be doing is reading each of these three sections and then relaying to you what I see that God is saying to me in that section before I move on to the next section of Scripture. The first section is verses 12 and 13 of 2 Corinthians. Now, when I went to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ and found that the Lord had opened a door for me, I still had no peace of mind because I did not find my brother Titus. So I said goodbye to them and went on to Macedonia. Here we see that Paul went to Troas and was preaching the gospel. God had opened the door for him and was giving him great success, but he didn't have peace because he didn't find Titus there. Why didn't he have peace? He was having success and doing great things for God. Could it be that God had something else to do or a different place to be? Have you ever been doing something, maybe even something for God, and even having success at it, but weren't at peace about it for one reason or another? Could it be that God was calling you to do something different? In Acts chapter 8, we read that this happened to Philip. He was preaching the gospel in Samaria and was having great success. Many people were being saved and baptized, and he was performing miracles and casting out demons. But God called him away from that setting to, and sent him out on a deserted desert road. God had set up a divine appointment for him with the Ethiopian eunuch. Philip was called to go to Samaria to wait on a deserted road in the desert. He was called to be there to help the eunuch understand the prophecy in Isaiah about Jesus and the good news about salvation through Jesus. Through this encounter, the man was saved, baptized, and went back to his native country to spread the gospel there. Both Paul and Philip could have ignored God's nudge to move on because of the success they were having, but they listened. They listened to his calling. Is it possible that maybe, maybe you are doing something good or, or good at something or even something that God wants you to, to uh, do, but you don't have peace about it? Could it be that God is calling you to do something different, that he has set up a divine appointment for you to deliver a message to someone? The next section we're going to look at is verses 14 through 16. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ through, and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one we are the smell of death, to the other a fragrance of life. And who is equal to such a task? Here we see that God is leading a 
procession proudly showing off those who have come to Christ. This picture was relevant to the people at that time because that is what the Roman generals did when they captured a city or territory. They would have a parade showing off the treasure and the people that they had captured. They often accompanied the parade with a burning of incense. The aroma of the incense was sweet to the victors but repulsive to the others. Last week, Tomps brought into his devotional some comments about the Detroit Lions. I believe this gives me freedom to talk about a more impressive football team. A few weeks ago, there was a parade in Ann Arbor where Jim Harbaugh and the U of M football team rode through the streets showing off their national football championship trophy. This was a very sweet for all the U of M fans, but not so much for the folks who cheer for the green and white. We as followers of Jesus are like the national championship trophy. God is very proud to show us off. Is it hard for you to imagine that? Is it hard for you to imagine God proudly showing you off? We are also called to be a sweet aroma to the world and to bring that to the world. We are to show God's love for the world and to share that everyone can have eternal life through Jesus. But we must also recognize the sad fact that this will be an unpleasant aroma to some and they will react in a negative way towards us and that message. We must be prepared for that as well. The third section is verse 17. Here it says, Unlike so many, we did not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity like men sent from God. Here we see the disdain that God has for those who are peddling God's word for profit. If you read this verse in a few other versions, it is referred to as watering down the word of God to sell it cheap. I think we see this happening in some churches and by some people today who are diluting the word of God to make it say what they want it to say and what people want to hear rather than what the Bible truly says and means. They are taking things that the Bible calls sinful and making them sound normal and even loving. They say, God didn't intend the Bible to say that, or that what it says no longer is relevant in the world today. We see this today with issues like abortion, same-sex marriage, and maybe several others. God condemned this watering down of the gospel in this letter to the Corinthians And he does that for us today as well. Three things from this passage I would like for you to take away and consider today. First of all, follow God's leading when you don't have peace about something. He has a better plan for you, and he has something for you to do, and will give you peace when you get to that place. Number two, recognize yourself as the treasure trophy that God sees you as. And be the pleasant odor to the world that God calls you to be by sharing the good news of salvation through Jesus. Number three, stay true to the truth of the scripture. Don't try to bend it to say what you want it to say or what the world wants you to hear. 
Be armed with a full knowledge of the Scripture and ready to defend it. What God called sin 2,000 years ago is still sin today, and we must not forget that. Let's close our time in prayer. Father, I thank you for this uh, passage in your word. It was written specifically to the people of the Corinthians, but it's also written to us today. Help us to take the themes that are in this passage and apply it to our lives today. Lord, when you're moving us to uh, different ministries or different callings, Lord, help us to respond to uh, what you're telling us to do and not to stay uh, where we don't have peace about what we are doing. Lord, help us to also recognize what a pleasant thing we are to you and that we are um, a trophy to you and that you are displaying us to the world and help us then to be that sweet aroma that you called us to be to the world and to be able to, um, to be prepared for the negative response to that as well. And finally, Lord, help us to be true to Scripture. Lord, help us not to try and make it to say what we want it to say, but always looking at Scripture in what you want it to say for us and how you want it to lead and guide our lives. So, Lord, we just thank you for this passage. And, Lord, we just ask that you would help us to apply it to our lives today. And we ask this in Christ's name alone. Amen.